everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is February 25th. Today, we begin a brand new Come Follow Me block, which is 2 Nephi chapters 11 through 19. So this week, we have a hefty dose of Isaiah, which I personally love. If you're a little bit nervous to study Isaiah, if you've had a hard time understanding Isaiah or finding joy in Isaiah, I invite you to go back and listen to the first podcast of this last week, where we talk about some tips and tricks to better understand Isaiah. And hopefully as we study Isaiah this week, I will share more tips and tricks about how to get the most out of the prophet Isaiah. The Savior delighted in Isaiah. Nephi delighted in Isaiah. Our hearts should eventually get to the point where we delight in Isaiah as well. So for now, let's jump into this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to jump into chapter 11. But I'm going to do this a little bit in reverse. I'm going to start at the end and kind of work my way backwards because for some reason my brain is weird and it makes a little bit more sense for me to do that. So let's jump in at verse five. And also my soul delighteth in the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made to our fathers. Yea, my soul delighteth in his grace and in his justice and in the power and mercy in the great and eternal plan of deliverance from death. There is so much in that verse. It is packed and it's incredible. But let's start at the very beginning because Nephi says something that's really powerful here. He says that his soul delights in the covenants which the Lord has made to their fathers. Now, what's interesting about that is my soul delights in my own covenants. (laughs) I love my covenants. I'm grateful for my covenants. I view them as a protector and a power and a way that I am bound to my father in heaven. I delight in my covenants. I love that Nephi says that he's not just delighting in his own covenants, but he's delighting in the covenants which God has made with his fathers. Now, let's keep in mind, this is 600-ish BC. This is Old Testament era. And when someone in the Old Testament was talking about covenants, oftentimes they were talking about the Abrahamic covenant. And so for Nephi, as he's saying, I delight in the covenants which God has made with my fathers. Oftentimes, again, Old Testament language, when they talk about the fathers, they're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he's talking about delighting in the Abrahamic covenant, which contained several promises for Abraham and for all of his posterity, including Nephi. Whenever I talk about the Abrahamic covenant and the promised blessings from it, I invite people to remember PPPE, because the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant are priesthood and the power of the priesthood, the power that comes with the priesthood, posterity, of which Nephi was a part, property, a promised land, which Nephi must have really understood in new ways as he is here in the Americas having obtained the promised land that Heavenly Father promised him and his posterity. So that promise of a promised land must have really been strong for Nephi. And then finally, the promise of exaltation and eternal life as they continue in their covenants and live according to their covenants. And so Nephi here is just struck with the goodness and mercy of God, remembering that Abrahamic covenant, which was given to them. I also love this because Nephi explains early on the importance of delighting in covenants, which if we'll remember, is one of the three purposes of the Book of Mormon. 
seeing the covenants which God has made with our fathers. But on top of that, I also like linking this verse to 2 Nephi chapter 3, verse 23, which if you'll remember, this is Lehi's kind of last advice or counsel to his children. And here he is speaking to his son, Joseph. Listen to what he says in verse 23. Wherefore, because of this covenant, thou art blessed, for thy seed shall not be destroyed, for they shall hearken unto the words of the book. So here he says, because of this covenant, and in this chapter, he's talking about the coming forth of the gospel and the coming forth of the book. of. And he says, because of this covenant, thou art blessed, for thy seed shall not be destroyed. Of course, Nephi was delighting in the covenants of his fathers. I'm sure he was thinking about this promise and this covenant that Lehi gave Jacob as well. He knew about this. He wrote it, right? He knew what Lehi had promised. And I'm sure he delighted in it because as a parent, I can't think of a more incredible promise, a more incredible covenant than the promise that my posterity, my kids, my kids' kids would be safe in the gospel, that they would continue forward in faith. So naturally, it makes so much sense that Nephi is just absolutely delighting in a covenant-making, covenant-keeping Father in heaven. Then again, back to chapter 11, verse 5, he continues on with verse 5, and it says, Yea, my soul delighteth in his grace and in his justice and power and mercy and the great and eternal plan of deliverance from death. The word justice there is a little bit stark, that contrast, because he's talking about grace and mercy and deliverance, and then he throws justice in there. Justice doesn't always mean coming down on us with the hammer of justice. It means making everything okay, right? It's like to be justified. Those come from the same words, and to be justified means that we're receiving mercy and forgiveness of sin. And so I think that that's really what that word justice is referring to there, the idea of being justified and offering that justice or that justification. And so here, Nephi is absolutely delighting in a merciful, loving, grace-giving God who has prepared the ultimate plan to bring his children back to him. So again, there we see a second purpose of the Book of Mormon, the purpose to show what great things the Lord has done for his children. And here Nephi is just absolutely delighting in the greatness and goodness and mercy of God. I was just talking with my husband today and I said that it's no wonder that so much of the world has become disenchanted with the idea of God because they have the wrong understanding of God. The God that we teach, the God that we believe in, is this God of grace and mercy, one who offers us his power, and one who has developed an eternal plan to deliver all his children. That is the God that we believe in. That is the God that we worship, a loving, merciful, grace-giving God. And it makes sense that Nephi is just absolutely delighting in him as he is remembering his goodness and his mercy. Now, like I said, we're going to work backwards. So as Nephi begins this chapter, he says that he's going to speak more about the words of Isaiah because his soul delights in the words of Isaiah. And then he says that one of the reasons why he loves him so much is that Isaiah has seen the Redeemer. And then he goes on and he says, and Jacob has seen the Redeemer and I have seen him. 
And so he's saying he loves Isaiah so much because of that testimony of Christ, which is found there. And then in verse four, he says, behold, my soul delighteth in proving unto my people the truth of the coming of Christ. I love that because here he's saying how much he loves all these different prophets because they have seen Christ and they testify of Christ. And then he says, and my soul delights in proving unto my people the truth of the coming of Christ. And right there, we see the third purpose of the Book of Mormon, to teach us and to testify to us that Jesus is the Christ. And those are the three things that Nephi is delighting in, in proving to us the truthfulness of Christ, in teaching us about the covenants of the fathers and showing us the great mercies and the great things that God does for his children. His soul delights in showing us who Christ is. And what I love about this verse is that the same is true for prophets and apostles in our day as well. The role of a prophet has always been to testify of Jesus Christ. That was the role of Isaiah, it was the role of Jacob, it was the role of Nephi, and it is the role of the prophets and apostles today. They stand as special witnesses of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't pretend to know or understand what all that entails. I don't think it's my place to, but I do know that when a prophet or apostle testifies of our Savior Jesus Christ, it carries for me an extra power and an extra authority, like someone who is speaking from personal experience. So it's my invitation to you to seek out the words of the prophet, to listen to his talks and to pay special attention to the testimony that he bears of Jesus Christ. Because prophets and apostles have always had the sacred responsibility to testify of him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.